Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. Our guest today is Jenny Anderson. She's a digital creator and outdoorser, and she is evoking inspiration and wonder through the beauty of the great outdoors. You can find her at girlof10,000lakes.com or on Instagram and Facebook at girlof10,000lakes. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. (laughs) That was my intro. Can you tell us, give us your intro. Tell us about yourself and what you do. (laughs) <laughs> well, you pretty much summed it up. That's uh, that's what I go by on my Instagram if you check it out there. But yeah, I just started my blog, I guess, because I wanted to inspire people to get outdoors and to show that even if you didn't grow up, you know, hunting, fishing, camping, all of those things, which I didn't, um, it's never too late to discover it, even as an adult, and to get out there. The goal is to just give people a reason to, you know, explore the world around them and take advantage of the resources that we have here in the Midwest. Yeah, I was a a angler as a youth, but never had really the opportunity to hunt, became a hunter later in life, about 20 years old. uh, One of my friends started taking me hunting and I really got into it. How did you get into doing the outdoors? You said you're kind of a, a, a late bloomer when it comes to the outdoors. How did you get introduced? Exactly. Pretty much the same way as you, except it was my then boyfriend, now husband. (laughs) I guess I was first a news reporter in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and I had the outdoor beat unofficially. So I covered a lot of outdoor news at the time. So like a lot of DNR uh, laws and safety things. And then hunting comes around. We talked about deer numbers and that sort of thing. So that was my introduction to the outdoors. And then right. I met my husband, yeah, and he he was starting to do a little bit of ice fishing. It was sort of his maybe second year of trying it out with his first time um, getting his own gear, though. So we went gear shopping, got an auger, and did all that, and then we went out to Lake Eau Claire, and we looked up a depth map and gave it a go, and the first time... I went ice fishing. I caught a big walleye. It was about 28 inches on Lake Eau Claire and literally like no one around us was catching anything. So Nick was like, this is, this is lucky. Like you're either really lucky or you're really good. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I went with it and now I'm still fishing. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's what we talk about here on the Fish House Nation podcast is ice fishing. And we wanted to have you on today to talk about your wheelhouse. You call it the Lil Hot Dish. It's an incredibly unique house. Can you tell us kind of how that whole process got started going from your first fish on Lake Eau Claire to getting this fish house? Sure, yeah. I mean, we started with just a, you know, a standard pop-up tent shack and it did the job we had the heater but we really wanted to be able to spend the night on the ice because we you know dedicated almost every weekend to going ice fishing but the fact that we'd have to find a hotel every time or come back home it just it was a waste of time and also a lot of money so we thought it's time to look for our own and we also wanted to go camping and we've seen people hauling around the ice castles in the summer to make use of it during camping and and 
which is great. You should make use of whatever you have. But I really wanted something that looked like it was made for camping as well. So I wanted a vintage camper and a fish house that cranks down, which was a tall order, but I kept an alert on Google Alerts and Craigslist and anytime anything with fish house or crank down or vintage camper popped up, I would be alerted. And one day I saw one on Craigslist located in Buffalo, Minnesota, and I had to have it. It was ugly. <laughs> it was, I don't know if you've seen a photo of it when it first got started, but it, it's like gray with holes on the side and uh, ugly antenna sticking out and I don't know it just looks sad <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like we still need it because you you want the thing with the crank down and you want the vintage camper like if you have that much then you've got it you can always put some paint on it and do a little remodel so we went out to Buffalo, Minnesota and talked to this guy and, you know, went back and forth on numbers. And we eventually, um, I think we got it for about $1,500. And, and we call it, we call it the meth cooker. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, I don't know if I can say that, but that's, that's what it looked like. It looked like something out of Breaking Bad or <laughs> something very sketchy, but we got it for 1500 bucks, which I think was a bargain. And uh, compared to a lot of fish houses, it still had insulation. It had a heater that functioned. It had five holes and um, rattle reels, lights, uh, a lot of vintage charm about it, and also some updates. So we had something to work with. And it just got us really excited to eventually create the little hot dish. There were a lot of uh, positives to get it, getting it, and there were a lot of uh, vintage cool things, but there were a few vintage not-so-cool things. And it tells about some of the challenges that you guys had when you went to start working on this. Oh, yes. If you want to test your marriage, you definitely should buy a fixer-upper fish house. <laughs> um, so we started you know, ripping out the floorboards to see what we're working with. All the wood was rotten. So then we had to put new floors in and, you know, create the holes all over again. And then we ripped out the walls and then I saw something moving. I was like, what is that? And I went back in to take a better look with the flashlight and it was carpenter ants just everywhere, alive and dead. It was so disgusting. It looked like, like, a black wall and floor just moving around. <laughs> so I brought Nick over and I was like screaming and he went in there and he's like, we need to get the, the foggers. And then one thing led to the other and we, we got the foggers and literally it looked like a bomb went off in front of our driveway because we let those things, the foggers go. And of course this hot dish is not, it was not airproof, airtight. <laughs> so little bits of fog was escaping and I'm sure the neighbors were like what the heck is going on it probably did look like you're we cooking something in there <laughs> so uh, eventually they all died I think and I put a bunch of little carpenter ant um, little sticky things where in the things where they eat it and they die what is that like the we're gonna call that an ant poison trap. yeah exactly <laughs> an ant trap and stuck those all over the walls and then put insulation in there <laughs> and sealed it and called it good. So hopefully whatever was left in there ate the ant trap and died or got stuck onto the thing and died. And um, 
I don't know. We'll see. I hope one day we won't have to open that wall ever again. And there, maybe there will be a colony already in there. But for now, it's functioning and it looks great. And um, I, I feel like most people know this, but if you buy, you know, a fish house or something you trailer on the road, it's always a work in progress because it's moving around. It's on the ice where it's bumpy and going through just crazy amount of snow. So, I mean, every year we have to fix something anyway. So I'm hoping the wall won't be one of those things, but we'll see. One of the good things about starting basically from scratch, the way you guys did when you had to tear everything down and put new floors, new walls up is that you really get to make it your own. And when I look at, at your wheelhouse, it, it is very, very unique. It is, it's beautiful. Can you tell us kind of about some of the things that, that make your little hot dish unique and, and what people would see? And we'll obviously have some pictures in the show notes with this, but uh, what will they see if they, if they stepped into your wheelhouse? <laughs> well, thank you for noticing. Um, so Nick kind of gave me, Nick is my husband. He kind of gave me free range for the style of the camper because I was like, I'm going to be living in this thing basically every weekend in the winter like I want it to feel like home cozy so we took touches of our home and put it into the camper like everything that I wanted for our home that I couldn't afford I put sort of bits and pieces of that into our camper because everything in the camper is a mini version so it's way more affordable um so we got sort of that if you know the show fixer upper yeah I was actually going to say, it's like if Joanna Gaines <laughs> moved to Minnesota and made a fish house, that's what it looks like. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I would love to take Joanna Gaines fishing sometime because I think she'd like it. I think she'd approve. Um, it's a, definitely more of a farmhouse flair with some vintage charm. <laughs> uh, we, you know, put some light paint on it and got sort of these, um, like, usually goes on the ceiling, like a patterned um sort of a plasticky feeling ceiling tile mm -hmm. we put it on the walls which covered up the wood that we had put on on top of where the ants used to be <laughs> covered that really nicely um we got uh, like beadboarding and some stick on sort of a vinyl flooring that looks like wood and then we made a little sink nick built that just out of some scrap wood we had and i stained it and then we got a copper hammered little sink that fit right in there with a pump that you pump with your feet. And then I made some Buffalo plaid curtains and um, got a little big piece of tile that sits on top of the heater. So that could be where a little stove goes. And yeah, everything else was in really good shape. I guess I put covers on the cushions that took forever. My gosh, like if I had to do it again, I would just buy new cushions probably but it I just bought covers to go right over the cushions that were already in there since it was sized for it and it took weeks that was probably like the longest taking thing for me and it might be because I'm not very good with this sewing machine but it looks great now and um anytime friends come and visit they you know especially my girlfriends they they think it's kind of like a fishing she shack like a women's woman's cave kind of thing, man cave, woman cave, um, except we get to fish while we're in there and have some wine and listen to some tunes and stay warm. What's the thing about that you love most? Um, I think 
It's the people we spend time with there. When we invite people out, it's definitely people we want to be crammed in a tiny space with because it's it's not that big. It's like, oh, what is it, like 8 by 11 or 8 by 12, something like that. So whoever we bring with usually are people we really like. <laughs> and we have lots of good times in there together. And the fact that you can sleep in there and the rattle reels go off at like 5 a.m., that is exciting. Like you'll be sleeping, suddenly the bells start ringing and um, you got to grab the ice chipper because sometimes the holes freeze over and you're chipping away at 5 a.m. with your glasses on because your contacts are out and scrambling to grab a hopefully a big walleye. And that's happened many times. For some reason, the overnight in the little hot dish is is the magical time when you catch lots of big walleye. Awesome. If, if for some reason, maybe a little hot dish disappeared in the middle of the night, I decided I liked it and stole it from you, and you had to start <laughs> again from scratch, what would you do differently? Ooh, okay. Um, gosh, I would probably get all new um, exterior because, God, I don't know. It's in pretty good shape, but, you know, you always want to improve things about it. I would want an exterior that looks flawless because ours has lots of dings and we patched it up with cement and stuff like that. Um, I would want a sink that doesn't require a foot pump, probably like kind of like what you have in the in the boats where you can just, you know, use a lever or something like that. And then, a, you know, a little toilet somewhere would be great but that would also mean that hot dish would be a little bit bigger um, I love the size of it right now it's just so manageable and easy to tow what else gosh everything else about it I love so much it's just like little things cosmetic things that I would change but I wouldn't change like you know what the hot dish is like it, it functions great actually one more thing I would change is the heater because although the heater works it's not the most reliable heater like to get it started it takes a little finesse and sometimes you're just freezing your butt off trying to get it to light and stay lit and oh, I don't know it's such a battle on its own but um, I guess I would get a more reliable heater. <laughs> you, you've brought up family a few different times and, and Nick obviously is a big part of your life but you guys have an addition mm -hmm. to your world this year and you'll have a new uh, angler in the family Tell us about how you plan to use the little hot dish this winter to kind of bring your your whole family together out of the ice. Yes, we have a, a little dude for our little hot dish. Um, <laughs> he was born in May, so um, he's just five or six months now, almost six months. And we definitely realized after having him that we get cabin fever like crazy. Like we cannot be cooped up at home. So we've been trying to go out and go fishing, whether it's taking the boat out or canoe or whatever. And this winter, of course, the hot dish um, needs to be taken out. So we are trying to figure out the best way to bring him along with us. He'll be probably seven or eight months old when he's going out. We'll probably make a little, little bassinet type area for him so he can sleep and um, I mean, it's warm in there, so really it's just like being in a house. So I'm not too worried about the cold or anything like that. 
and yeah, he just needs a space to eat and sleep and he'll be happy since he's, you know, he's not, not quite walking or anything like that yet. But I really want him to grow up knowing what ice fishing is and feel like this is a normal environment because I feel like I really missed out when I was a kid. And that's because, you know, my parents had no idea what ice fishing was. We had moved from Korea when I was three and literally just trying to fit in. So like ice fishing, that was just unknown to us. So now that I realize how fun it is, like I really want Harlan, our son, to enjoy it and experience what it's like to haul up his own crappie and get him a little, you know, jigging stick. And hopefully he'll be part of the winter tradition of ice fishing with us. What are your favorite destinations? Where do you love to take the little hot dish? Well, um, we usually go to Mille Lacs and I've gotten many DMs where people take a photo and they send it to me and they're like, oh, I see the little hot dish. This must be you, <laughs> which is kind of nerve wracking because I'm like, oh, they know that my hot dish is out there and they probably know that no one's in there. <laughs> um, but usually, you know, we we have the thing locked down the, the trailer part. So hopefully <laughs> no one runs off with it. And it's also pretty noticeable. So I don't think people would run off with it. <laughs> But we usually go to Mille Lacs and leave it there, you know, for a weekend and spend the whole weekend there. Um, the other places we love, uh, Lake of the Woods, my gosh, that's such great fishing. Um, we experienced that for the first time last year, and I would definitely go again this year. It's just a lot further than Mille Lacs. Mille Lacs is only like an hour and a half, something like that from us, so it's super easy. Um, Lake of the Woods is definitely a longer trip um that will do and then when we don't have the hot dish if you just have like a smaller shack the gunflint trail has excellent fishing um which i highly recommend do you have anything planned this year any new places that you plan to go fishing so we do want to go to devil's lake i don't know if it will happen this year but it's been on our to-do list for sure everyone's been recommending it and we've heard great things and how you need to experience it at least once in your life and that sort of thing. So hopefully we can get up there this year. We shall see. Well, it's been a great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you really want to talk about? If you want a vintage camper, that's also a fish house, you know, do the thing where you set an alert or do a search every day for it and be dedicated to it because it is worth it. It's so fun. It's such a great conversation starter. Um, and that's, I mean, people ask us that all the time. Where the heck do you get a crank down camper that's, that looks like that? And it's hard to find. So if you find it, you, you hold on to that. <laughs> I guess that's what I would have to say um, since it's the biggest question I get. Well, Jenny, thanks so much for your time. And if you want to find out more and see some pictures, you can go to girlof10,000lakes.com or see her on Instagram and Facebook at girlof10,000lakes. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. If you own a hard-sided ice fishing shack, you're definitely chomping at the bit to get it out there. And I want to tell you about the first annual Shack Slam. This is an online fishing derby with a $5,000 guaranteed prize pool exclusively for hardhouse anglers. It doesn't matter if you're fishing out of a luxurious wheelhouse or a homemade shanty. If it has hard sides and a hard roof, you're eligible. Simply download the Fish Donkey app from iTunes or Google Play and search for the words Shack Slam. That's two words, Shack and Slam. All the details are there. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. 
Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.